High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, Pog players, Yo-Yo gurus, Korean Jacks champions, and Tamagotchi warriors. Oh, and an extra special shout-out to the yearbook staff. This is High School Slumber Party, a summer school edition. And this is the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party, as always, or almost always, is at my house this evening. But first, school is still in session. So, did you guys do your homework? Did you listen to last week's episode? Did you watch The Kissing Booth on Netflix? Did you get John Cusack to unblock us? Well, of course not on the last one, but what am I, you know, what am I expecting here? So, I heard from a bunch of you, a bunch of you saw The Kissing Booth for the first time. Haven't found any true fans yet, but hey, I don't hang out with teenagers. I don't know what to tell you. I actually saw the film again for the second time over the weekend. I wanted to see it again because, like, I wanted to give it a fair shot. I wanted to see if it was better the second time. And I have to say it was more uh, tolerable, more enjoyable the second time. But it still wasn't a good film, you know. Like, it's still... I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, one of those people I saw it with, I saw it with some friends, was, um, well... You'll see in a second, but... Well, it looks like you guys will get a guest lecturer. So, once again, we'll be talking about The Kissing Booth today. And, you know, this is a very popular film on Netflix and and all the, uh, you know, the high school kids, the real high school kids are talking about it. So, you know, I felt like we this is the movie we needed to speak about. I didn't think it was going to be two episodes, but um, Shawnee and us had a lot to talk about. Anyway, I wanted to watch it again because, you know, first time I wasn't a big fan. So, um, happened to be spending time with uh, my former and current, I say, partner on P.S. Little Hoffman, depending on when we'll do the next episode of that show. Uh, Kyle Reinfried uh, was with me this weekend, and in, in a very awesome friendship bonding, two 30-year-old men way, we decided to watch The Kissing Booth on a... Thursday or Friday night, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Thursday night. Yes. So, um, Kyle, I guess, thanks for coming on High School Slumber Party. A um, couple reasons why I have you on, but first, what did you think of The Kissing Booth on your watch? Oh, boy, The Kissing Booth. Um, I'm. It has a timeless quality to it, but I don't mean that in a, as a compliment. Uh, <laughs> it... I mean, the the lead. I I you know I don't, I don't know any of their the actors' names, but she she's she's good. Oh, Joey King. I thought she was good too. She was one of the bright spots of the film for me. Yeah, Joe. So Joey King. Yeah, she's 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 good. And I mean, that, I guess so that's a good thing that your lead is good. But <laughs> um, just I mean, the whole film is just very. I mean, when we were watching it, you're like, I was get, I was saying things, and you're like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, in I terms was... of like guessing what was going to happen next. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, you were, you know, you were on the money <laughs> in terms of of what was happening. Yeah, so I maybe maybe it's just it's a movie that is like all. Uh, teenage high school movies you know like they have molly ringwald in there for no apparent reason whatsoever (laughs) not that she's like wasted because no offense she's molly ringwald and like i understand her contributions to the you know to high school films and you know john hughes films and 
but she just really hasn't had, I don't know, much else of a stamp in the cinematic world. Hey, you don't diss Molly Ringwald on this podcast. Do do that on Cinemakers or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or Keanu Club, because she was recently in a Keanu cl- film, Siberia, which I just did. I mean, um, I would love for her to... Maybe she's in some foodie film I haven't uh, watched yet or figured out. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, yeah, just the whole movie is just... I mean, it's called The Kissing Booth, and I feel like The Kissing Booth happened kind of early on, and I don't know, just the whole film... Like, there were just, uh, just really weird moments of that... So were there sophomores, her and the her best friend, like the brother of her love interest? I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> but they I go to so. senior prom, which isn't like unusual necessarily for... But, but they don't go with seniors, I don't think. No, they don't No, they don't go with seniors. So like, that's, you know, like, so they're just at senior prom, but then, you know, without date, unless the girl that, you know, he, he met at the kissing booth is a senior or something like that. But still, Joey King's character shouldn't be there. Uh, it's just... I don't know, this whole movie is very problematic, but... I mean, you know, they make us know that she's got a uh, a, a young teenage body, I guess. That's, <laughs> the film is never in short supply of that to well, I, make us I realize. Think it's... it's like like when... Uh, oh, God. Lucy came back in a season of Seventh Heaven, they make us know that she has boobs. <laughs> wow, good callback. Thank you. It always it always comes back to Seventh Heaven with us. We do a lot of Seventh Heaven callbacks on uh, PSI Love Hoffman, I feel like. Yeah. There was a couple. There was like three or four. Yeah, there was an episode <laughs> that I just, I, I think I ranted about the father, Stephen, whatever his name is. Yeah, because he, he was in My New Gun. Probably the worst episode of, of PSI Love Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Well, again, thanks for coming on as a little guest lecturer today for my class. Um, my so, pleasure. So basically, Kissing Booth, really, and, and me and Shoni go into it today, but it's very clear it's not a film made for you and me, you know? No, it's not. Like, at first, I was like, oh, this isn't bad, and by the end, I'm like, thank God it's over. And, <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there's definitely... Some high, I can't. I mean, maybe I'd have to go on to IMDb to exactly see, but I, I know, I know that like, it's not like I feel old when watching those movies per se. Now it's like you don't have to be the age, but like it's just not a well-made movie. But it's huge on Netflix, and now will probably be nominated for an Oscar. So I mean, that's the the rumor. So so I I brought you on this segment right now. One of the reasons was because of this whole Oscar thing that they said they're possibly changing in terms of... Well, they announced it, right? They just haven't announced the details that they're going to make a popular movie Oscar. Yeah. That's that's the goal of the Academy. To... (laughs) have a popular movie category it's just it's talk about a high school like you know who's the popular uh some high school movies probably pretty uh apropos for this category of this yeah no it, it's it's funny because i don't know contest. i i yeah <laughs> i hate this but i should like it because this is more like the teen choice awards than anything right <laughs> but no but there is now a campaign apparently on the internet at least and this is since I recorded this episode, for the Kissing Booth to be nominated for an Oscar in this category. Ugh, God, I fucking hate the internet. <laughs> now, if that happens, I mean, sorry again, if you're a Kissing Booth fan and you're listening today, the, the, I do find some merits in the film, and so does Shoni, but, you know, it's it's a tough watch if you're not in high school, I think. But to be on Oscar level... That's a different story. No, there's and a I, difference. <laughs> like, I understand that the Oscars, like, it used to, number one, there used to be a lot less movies made. So popular, movies were just popular in general. It was still, like, um, people were amazed by movies in general. Okay? <laughs> the pictures. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the Silva's great. But, um, so, so, like, you had your big movie. I mean, the, you know, in recent years, not, well, no, in recent years, uh, most likely, when the movie I'm about to refer to, probably most of, the people that watched The Kissing Booth were born in this year, but in, like, 2003 for Return of the King, <laughs> popular, huge movie that year, ended up winning the Academy Award, you know? 
Um, yeah, it happens. It, yeah, it happens. But I mean, just back at like back in the day of like Gone with the Wind and all that stuff, it tended to be like the biggest movie of the year. But then come like the nineties, I mean, there was another like kind of new like generation of independent films that came out and i mean still i mean by all means you in the 90s you had your titanic and your english patient and you know schindler's list and those were big movies of those years but you know so even more recent years you had your no country for old men's and i don't know yeah. it's, just, it's the it's the academy awards I like I like watching the Golden Globes a little bit more because I like seeing the actors getting drunk. Um, but <laughs> that the Farm Academy Press, Awards, shout out to them. like, I mean, it's just stupid because there's gonna be now they're saying there's gonna be awards given out during the commercial breaks, and those are the people, those are the awards for the people that worked on those movies. Like, I almost like I want them. It's never in a million years happen, but like. You know who all the actors are in the movie. You know who most... Uh, maybe you'll know the director. You're definitely going to know the movies then for Best Picture and all that stuff. Those should be the ones that are given out during commercial break. But no, we want to see, like, whoever... I guess we want to see Joey King making some kind of <laughs> acceptance speech. But you know what? It's not even going to be Joey King. It's going to be whoever directed this movie or the produ- or whoever produced it. So like whoever runs Netflix. Whoever probably. Joey King will most likely be at the Academy Awards as a guest this year. Or you can watch her on whatever red carpet if that's what you want to see and you want to see her freaking dress and her, you know, <laughs> and the and the body that Kissing Booth constantly needs to remind us that she has. Ooh, uh, awkward. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just you know what you can you know follow her on Snapchat and you'll get your you know whole fill on it. But I I I want to know about you know like the cool these I don't know the cool stories of like the makeup artists and the costume designers and I don't know like that's the the, th- the things you don't bother sitting through the you know credits for anymore to learn their so- names. So, Kyle, it's safe to say that Kissing Booth will not get your popular vote for the Academy Awards. I mean, I fucking loved it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's Kissing Booth. I mean, I just... I don't know. Like, it's cool. Like, obviously, in the end of the day, movies are made for the people. But, like, I, I, I guess I... Before I can say, like, totally no to this popular movie category, I need to know how it's being voted and stuff like that. Time will tell, I suppose. Time will tell. Time will tell. So... So... The- so the other reason yeah. I had you on is, Kyle, your your maiden voyage on your shows debuted. So by the time this episode comes out, you'll have two episodes of uh, your new podcast, Foodie Film. So why don't you tell the High School Slumber Party audience about that? Yeah, so two episodes. We've covered Julie and Julia, an awesome movie starring Meryl Streep. Amy Adams, Stanley Tucci, directed by Nora Ephron. And then you have... Butter, a movie about butter carving. <laughs> that I mean has you know has, I mean it has a, it has a decent enough cast. It's Jennifer Gardner, Ty Burrell, Olivia Wilde, Rob Corddry, um, Alicia Silverstone. She's she's back. Well, this movie nice. came out in like 2011, so she's back in 2011. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but I had but I had the Godfather Joey Lewandowski on, so that's. That's the that's the that's the greatness of that episode, and we had some awesome. fun and we had some fun banter with that. But yeah, Foodie Films is going uh, pretty well so far. And uh, next week, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to episode three. And then you're going to be on episode four. And nice. uh, yeah, and that's so that's coming up. And we covered coming to America. So that's just. You know, and again, if if you're not familiar classic. with if you're not familiar with Foodie Films. It's a podcast on movies and food. Well, movies about food, right? Yeah, how, yeah, how dare I, I? I just assumed you guys were avid fans already. So, yeah, Foodie Films, yes. the I, I, I'm i already bending the rules a bit uh, with, like, the third episode, Marie Antoinette. Like, is it a foodie film? But is Marie Antoinette, like, the OG foodie? Quite possibly. So, I don't know. But uh, th- those are all things we'll discover on Foodie Films. But, yes, it's ultimately just a podcast for the film's that showcase food and drink and just a uh, great time to talk about food in our lives and just, uh, yeah, just, I mean, the enjoyment of both. Despite what the DVD cover looks like, 
Um, this is not a foodie film, but you'll be joining me next week for our take on Orange County. Spoiler alert for the end of the show. But um, So if you guys want more of Kyle and you haven't had your fill and you've listened to all the foodie films episodes and you still <laughs> want more, a, a bigger piece of the Kyle... Next week, you'll be our guest, Kyle. So very excited to have you. Know, Thanks I'm... for coming on as a guest teacher, a guest lecturer for my students. I bid you adieu, and congratulations on the Maiden Voyages and the debut foodie films. We'll all be listening. All my slumberers, my slumber club, will hop yeah, on there. Yeah, slumber party, and I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring the snacks. Yeah, <laughs> bring the snacks. Thanks, Kyle. You know what that sound means. By the way, our guest this week is same as last week because it's a part two. And you did your homework, so you should know who it is. But it's Shawnee Mead, all the way from Australia. It was great hearing her takes on last week's episode. And, well, those takes continue this week. So, without further ado, pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. So take it away. Prince. I wish Prince was in this movie, but Prince is not in this movie. Class dismissed. So basically, yeah. this kissing booth. What's his name again? Noah. Noah steps in and kisses L. I keep forgetting their names. And kisses L. And it's oh my god, their first kiss. And they eventually, you and know, and then they're spinning around and there's fireworks. It's all happening. Yeah, it's like. Poof, poof. Yeah. And, and, and when this happens, it's I, I pause it. I'm like, oh my god, there's an hour left of this film. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does quite long. Sort of. This film is two hours long, but it's like it's it's weird because what? First of all, they they have this kiss and they have this like stupid romantic like motorcycle scene, and he brings her <laughs> to like to his like, sound of music rotunda kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And there's a creep. There's a creepy gardener. Um, whatever. <laughs> but who knows if Noah even wanted to kiss me again? That didn't really matter, though. Because I still wanted to kiss him. You know, if we went out this rain, we should be fine. Another one of your conquests. Is that what you think of me? It's what everyone thinks of you. You want to know the truth? You are the only girl who doesn't fall at my feet. And it is driving me crazy. It's one of the things I like about you. You're sweet. But you're not afraid to call me out on things. Here I was thinking I was just your brother's annoying best friend. Well, yeah, there's that too. (laughs) (laughs) Security! Oh my god! 
Yeah. And obviously he just takes all the girls to this rotunda in the middle of a park. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, it's his makeout spot, apparently. His, his makeout shed? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the, the crux of this film is that like they want to be boyfriend and girlfriend, but they can't tell um, the brother. Lee. Lee. get upset because of the wolves. <laughs> and then, I don't know. Like Lee, get, Lee gets a girlfriend at this point, though. Like some girl we haven't seen through the. Yeah, she just kind of comes in and saves the day because then he kind of steps up because the other Flynn won't do the kissing booth. And then everyone's really mean. Like no one will go up and give the poor guy a go. He's just standing there and the mean girls are like making fun of him. Ugh. Which again make, makes no girl, sense. Kind of the mystery brunette steps out, steps into the breach. <laughs> and, you know, she kind of saves the day. And then from that second on, he has a girlfriend. Yes. She doesn't get a name until, like, the very end, which is kind of bad. I feel like she should have gotten a name it's weird. earlier on. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't have a name for most of it. She doesn't have many lines. Yeah, and then at the very end, she has a name. Which is like, oh. And yet she was one of my favorite characters. You know, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, because she, like, why wasn't she in the movie more? She was fun. Absolutely. no one has, like, a movie about two best friends. And then the awkwardness of one of them getting a girlfriend. That should have been the movie. Yeah. And it still could have been the kissing booth because it all started at the kissing booth. You know what? You're so. right. That kissing booth movie is probably better than this one. I, I mean, I would guess. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that would be good because everyone can relate to that, you know? If you have like a best friend of the opposite sex, like, you know. Absolutely. Things like that will happen because one of them will start dating someone and then the other, the new person will be like, hmm. This is a bit strange. I don't know where I fit in this weird, like, twin best friend setting. You could have had one of those cool, like, protagonist changes in this. Yes. And that probably would have worked better because they were so much more of the redeemable couple. Um, yeah. So one thing I have to ask, did you notice how this film kind of... Look, there's a bunch of parties and a bunch of stuff, but it pivots mm-hmm. from, like, a cutesy, like, oh, Elle's never been kissed, to, like, a sex comedy... Yeah, it is. It's kind of strange. And also, I from the kissing booth, for some reason, they're obviously not cool because they're just like the two-person dance club. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, from this like cool party that they have at the Flynn's ginormous house, what do these parents do for a living? Yeah, beautiful house. What is Molly Ringwald doing? <laughs> like, all this money that she's bringing in. But then they have this big party at the house, and then all of a sudden, Elle and Lee are kind of, like, super cool. I don't know. And then the kissing booth, and then they become, like, they're invited to all of the senior parties all of a sudden. And it's like, what has happened? Yeah, I'm not, like, sure. Uh, It it just does this jump that's odd. Yeah, and becomes a different movie, almost. Well, not really, but, yeah, like, a different tone-wise. Yeah, kind of... like, to the point where there's, like, a random sex montage. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, hiding from Lee, and then that really hor- horrible bit where she jumps on the trampoline. What was the first time it hit me? Noah would be leaving for college soon. But we need to get you out of here, and lucky for you, I've got your escape route all figured out. Okay. You gotta be kidding me. Or we could just go tell Lee now. Hey! Hey! Are you still wearing your clothes? Um, yes! Oh, yeah. And the wind CGI, <laughs> and then, like, the Hollywood sign is out the window. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we, we missed that when they were, the first time the, they have sex is beneath the yeah. Hollywood sign. He's like, this is my spot. Come on. And then he's like, this is just my spot where I come to be alone. When I was in high school, my spot was the spe- Statue of Liberty, you know? Like, what, like come on, no one's going to see that? Or, like, oh, it's just so, yeah, such a crappy gag so they could have like an established <laughs> shot like that yeah and they can have like a big hollywood shot and then it can appear at their window <laughs> later on uh... <laughs> so what i guess what happens you know they uh yes and they're like sneaking around and they're like trying to hide it from lee and then they go to a movie and then lee's there so then she has to put a popcorn bucket on her head <laughs> and then she sort of like walks in 
and then like she looks really sad because like it's Lee and his girlfriend and they're hanging out and having fun and she's like skulking around in a a popcorn bucket and she kind of looks like she'd like to go and you know join them and hang out but she's sneaking around instead again that's the better movie like in terms of that stuff not like dick older brother boyfriend movie yeah and one thing i thought was hilarious at that first party they were at when noah was kissing that like you know punk looking girl oh yeah Uh, iconic line of the easy bake ovens downstairs bitch (laughs) pushed the palm of her hand onto her forehead and like pushed her away like that that bit that was great (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah oh I've never had an easy bake oven, but I do know what they are. Is that not yeah. something that happened in Australia? No. Um, I think I think you can get things like that. And now, like IKEA, you can get like a full kitchen setup, like a mini chef, master chef type thing. Mm, gotcha. Very professional. <laughs> easy bake oven wasn't sort of like a brand that was here. Well, at least you got the joke. Yes, yes, I know what one of those is, but never seen one. Ah. <laughs> uh. Let's, I mean, let's take this movie home. Um, (laughs) So so they do have a prom, and it's weird because, not weird, but like Lee's like, oh, just go with me and my girlfriend, whose name escapes me, (laughs) because I think that's when they like name her officially. And she's like, okay. Yeah, I think think her name's Rachel. Rachel, okay. I think that pops up at the very end. And she seems totally cool. She's like, yeah, totally. You can come to the prom with us. Yay. And like, Yay. And they don't make her feel like a third wheel. It seems like it, it's fun. And they're having a good time. Yeah, asshole Noah is like, no, you know, we should go to the prom together. I want to do that. That'd be fun. And then that really full on when the brothers are fighting. <laughs> that bit got, that was, oh, that bit sort of came out of nowhere as well. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they kind of thought that he'd beaten her up, like it that took a weird turn. Like it got a bit, ooh, it got like a bit like what, what's happening? Cause like he hit someone before in the, like, I don't know. No, no, you're right. It was just. Cause then he gets kind of like instantly, he thinks that she's, cause she falls over and gets like a cut in her face, but he instantly, instantly thinks it's cause Noah did it, which is a bit like, oh, that's like a big, if he's never done anything like that before, that's like a big no, he thing could... to be going around and thinking that he's done that. I don't, mm. <clears throat> That's like no one would jump there first unless there was some kind of yeah. history. And then they start fighting, and then all of a sudden in the movie, there's not been any swearing. And then just like in about five seconds, there's just swearing all over the place. And then they start fighting, and then everyone is yelling, and then everyone storms off. Ugh. Yeah, like her big line, um, Elle is like, nobody wants us to be together. Oh, oh. But, but by the way, fuck this, because they play a, a crappy version of Don't You Forget About Me from The Breakfast Club. Yes. This is not The Breakfast like that, Club. I feel like they should have used the real version of the song or, or another song, because that song kind of belongs to The Breakfast Club, I guess. That, to me, that's like a very cocky move. That's like, oh my God, I'm saying that I am the bre- mm-hmm. the breakfast and it's not parody here you know no it's sort of like i don't know and i don't know who it's kind of doing a throwback too because if their main audience is sort of 15 year olds of today i don't know how many of them have seen the breakfast club if molly ringwald was in the film more then maybe it would have made made more sense because that would have drawn yeah it, if drawn she'd been at the prom if the mama turned up at the prom while that song was playing that would have been cool that would have been like yes this is for like the '80s fans, where you know, paying tribute to Molly and her history. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, they should have used a dip. And throughout the movie, they used a few '80s songs, but they used covers of them. Yes, and not good covers. <laughs> but all these teens are kind of like, oh, this new song, like whipping out safety dance, but it's like it was some different, some other version. They yeah. should have just like gone. For the 80s one, just to kind of add like a vintage teen throwback kind of thing. I guess they just couldn't afford it. I don't know. (sighs) Yeah, that's probably true, I'm sure. So whatever, some confrontations happen, they admit their relationship. And then they're kind of having a best friend fight. And then she keeps trying to bring him ice cream. Yes. And then like a really sad kind of bit, she brings him an ice cream. Because apparently from when they were little, that would always end their fight. But then she brings him an ice cream cone. He silently takes it from her and throws it in the bin. Ooh, yeah. Like, way harsh, Lee. Come on. <laughs> she's, she's reaching out 
with the, you know, ice cream olive branch and he just, ugh. It's almost like he mushed in her face. It was that harsh. <laughs> and then he just walks away and then, then they make up with the dance at their favourite spot. I guess that's where Doing Dance it. Club <clears throat> is because we don't see really see it other places. Yeah, so Dance Club gets back together for a forgiveness performance. And, you know, <laughs> that's, that's all fun, luckily. And Noah's been missing for weeks because apparently in her voiceover she sort of says like the next few weeks were really rough and then he goes to talk to the dad and says yeah i'm just going home now <laughs> where has he been i have no idea remember he's a, I'm high a bit concerned that like it's been several weeks and he's just ridden off and no one no one knows where he's gone he's a high Ooh. schooler yeah like it, it's <laughs> concerning but you know what's more concerning <clears throat> like okay so he's like oh i'm going to boston you know, because oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Somehow this guy, somehow this guy got into Harvard, but whatever. Yeah, the one that like he can read, but he just looks at the pics in the books <laughs> from the little library texting they were having earlier on in the film. <laughs> so, but, so it's like, hmm. oh, you know, I'm going to go to Boston early, and then he surprised. Yeah, I'm going to go right now. I'm going to go on your birthday. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Like it's my brother's birthday, but. You know, because there's drama, you know, I'm off. What an ass. I am oh, oh. Boston. Always making it about him. Nearly early. Like, I don't, I'm not sure when the fall term is beginning, but I feel like it's a bit soon. I think it's still summer. Yeah, it's the end of school, yeah. so yeah. And the school year is not quite finished, but he's off, off to Boston. I don't know. But then he's not because he creepily yeah. appears in the back of her car, right? <laughs> um, well, he is in the passenger seat. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not just like, because they kind of do, they're at the birthday and then she does that like movie thing where she's kind of like, I'm okay. But then it's like, there's a sea of couples and they're all dancing. And then she's just standing in the middle going like, I'm alone. And <laughs> my boyfriend has run off. I don't know where he's gone. I think he's gone to Boston, even though it's my birthday and his brother's birthday and he's not here. So then she, they have this thing and her and Lee have this like, you know, I love you, but even though you're my best friend, you don't get to tell me who I can go out with, which is a valid point. I love you. And I always, always want to be close to you. But being my best friend doesn't give you the right to tell me who I can love. It's like with Rachel. What if I didn't like having her around? What would you do then? I guess I'd break up with her. No, you see... You shouldn't have to do that just because I didn't want you to be with her. No, no, come on, Al. This isn't the same thing as with Noah, and you know that. Okay, okay, listen to me, Lee. We made up our rules when we were six. What are you saying? I'm saying that I love Noah, and I want him. And I'm sorry if that hurts you, and I'm so sorry that I lied to you before. I was wrong. But I'd be lying to you again if I didn't tell you that I love him with every bit of my heart. And if you just can't accept that, then... Then maybe you can't be part of my life. Because, you know... Very true. Because yeah. then she sort of says, if I didn't like Rachel, would you break up with her? And he's like, yes, of course I would. And she went, well, that's not normal. Like, you know, <laughs> you should be able to go out with who you want to go out with, and I should be able to do that as well. And then she sort of does the, if you can't accept that, then, you know, I'll always love you, but I guess I can't really see you anymore because I'm going to chase after Noah. And, like, he might be in Boston already, but we're leaving a birthday party and we're going to get in the car. And we're in LA, but we're going to drive all the way to Boston. <laughs> Ugh, it's so silly. And, and find him. And I'm sorry, he's, so not, he's not in the back of the car. Just to be clear. Yeah, and then I think they're dressed as... I wasn't quite sure what her costume was, because it's a costume party. But he's Batman. I'm assuming she's Catwoman, but like the Anne Hathaway one. I, I don't know. I wasn't quite sure who she was in this costume. Oh, yeah. So, I, at this point, I just stopped caring. <laughs> but then they kind of leap in the car. Because then Lee's like, you know, I'll just go and get the car ready. And she's like, I'll just go and tell my dad, the dad that doesn't really like your boyfriend. But <laughs> sure. He's just going to go, okay. 
you've just turned 17 and now you're off into the night going to Boston, whatever. So then she like gets in the car and she's allowed to drive his really cool wheels. But Lee's just like, you know, cruising around in his wheels. They get in the car and she's like, ah, I'm so nervous. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say. And I have to like tell him this big thing. And then all of a sudden, Batman, who we thought was Lee, is creepily <laughs> Noah. That's what I mean. And then Noah's like, it's me. And then they kind of, you know, they have a crash or something. And he's like, pull over, pull over. And they happen, <laughs> and they happen to pull over at the makeout rotunda again. <clears throat> surprise. And then surprise, they have this kind surprise. of whole thing about I love you and I love you. And it's all this. And they're together. And then he doesn't go to Boston and he hangs around for a couple of weeks and they, you know, hang out as a couple out in the open. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> for, yeah for a couple of weeks. And then the whole big thing is, yeah. uh, I mean, I think it's a pretty mature <laughs> ending in a sense. Where it's yeah, like, I was kind of happy that it, end, it didn't just end with them at the airport and her like crying going, don't leave. She was more like, don't turn around and look back at me because that's really cheesy. <laughs> Come on, Shelly, don't say it like that. I'll see you soon and you can come and visit. And we can make this work. Okay, stop. Don't say anything. I just want to be with you for a few seconds more. You are cute when you're being posse. <laughs> and don't turn back for a final wave. That is way too cheesy and romantic. Even for me. And then he doesn't, and then she kind of has her voiceover again. Which I'm kind of glad that they kept up for the whole movie because yeah. sometimes movies start that at the beginning and then you kind of go, oh, hang on. We've not heard like a voiceover for a while. But this one, they actually like, that was a good thing about it. They were consistent about kind of her little voiceover. So then she was sort of like, hopefully maybe it'll work out, but maybe it won't. But, you know, I'll always love Noah and part of me will always like belong to him. But at least she's still like, she's walking away from the airport. He doesn't run after her. She doesn't run after him. There's no like crying or anything. And then she just all of a sudden leaps on his bike. <laughs> now, she can, now she can ride a motorbike. And like, does she have a, I know she just got a driver's license, but surely you have to have a separate license to drive a motorbike because it's a different. Of course, we, yeah. Do you hear anyway? Like, different. And she leaps on the bike and it's like, oh, okay. Now she's like, it's a motorbike chick. <laughs> and she leaps on the bike and then <clears throat> she rides away. And then, oh, the last line, I had to write that down because it was just really awkward. All this happened just because of a kissing booth. Yes, I was fade flat. I knew there was a part of me that was always gonna belong to Noah Flynn. A little piece of my heart that would always be Noah's. And for the first time, everything suddenly seemed possible. funny when I think about it because all this happened just because of a kissing booth I was going to mention that because like come on first of all no that is not the case uh, at all like well I don't I feel I'm kind of worried she doesn't know how to drive a motorcycle and now she's off on that really big like winding road that like goes into the sea <laughs> It's a bit dangerous, and it's amazing because, <laughs> because like, one, she she got gifted that. So mm. though they though they might break up and never see each other again, she's now got her like sweet ride. <laughs> but like, it, you could have said that line. All this happened because of the kissing booth. If we were talking about the other story, uh, we were talking about Lee and Rachel's story. Yeah, my other movie that I invented. <laughs> if I was riding the kissing booth, that's what I would have done. Because that was serendipitous, but she's known uh, Noah since she was born, essentially. So, like, that's yeah. not why all of it happened. And he was, like, had his eye on her since before the kiss. And she proof. sort of had always had a crush on him on and off from her, you know, beginning voiceover thing, where she keeps talking about having a crush on him and then not having... So it's like it all happened. It's already happened. It's happened... Ages ago. The kissing booth was a minor detail in their relationship, but a, yeah, ma- a major kind of detail. In the off, but yeah. <clears throat> it was already, it was already happening, and the whole rule nine thing that that probably added to it because she was always probably like, "Oh, I can't like him," like, "Oh, I still do." So it, like it added yeah. that kind of you know, maybe it's <laughs> Lee's fault. 
because of that role, he ended up dating Noah. And if he just hadn't had a role, maybe she would have just gone All this happened else. because of Rule 9. <clears throat> yes. And then I don't know what any of the other rules. Oh, there was Rule 18. That was one that they mentioned a few times. That was like the happy for your bestie successes or something. <laughs> like that, that's a good rule. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. I think it was one other rule about like secrets. Oh, and then there was a rule that you can only tell your birthday wish to your best friend. Yes. Which that doesn't quite work because then it means your wish doesn't work. Because you meant to just keep like your birthday wish secret to yourself. Except to your best friend. Know the rules. I thought, I thought that was like the rule of birthday wishes. That it you is like, the rule, yeah. Your little secret wish in your little secret birthday heart and do you wish. But if you tell someone like, it's like if you cut, the, you put the knife all the way to the bottom of the cake, then your wish doesn't work. Like a, They're messing with the bathroom rules. Is that something to... I mean, that would be cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else in this film that you want to mention or something funny um, or something? Well, I guess I'm like in the beginning of the film. Um, an unanswered question that we're left with. What was Warren texting to the entire school? That's what I want to know. Huh, yeah. That- because at the beginning, she's like by the pool and she's like, oh, you're perv. And then she's like, hey, Lee, guess what Warren just texted the entire school? I was wondering that too. I assumed it was um, probably like a like a dick pic or something. But Yeah, which is a bit creepy. And going to the whole school, what, in like an entire school group chat that Warren is sending <laughs> rude, stuff, rude stuff. And I'm never sure which one was Warren. I feel like he sounds creepy. He's probably that like weird hoodie guy that oh. was like being aggressive at the beach party or something. Oh, yeah, that guy. Oh. Because I think later on at the prom with all the photos, it goes like Warren's beach party. So I don't know. I don't know if it was his party, but I feel like maybe it was. I'm glad you p- even picked up on that. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> He was creepy. Creepy and weird. So many creepy guys. Yeah, like creepy Tuffin, and he was just weird. <laughs> oh, weird Tuffin. And then that, cre- oh, the guy that kept popping up who did not look like he went to high school. The yearbook guy. Oh, yeah. He just kept like he'd creepily appear, but for some reason, like he looked really dorky. But for some reason, he just was let slide, and like all the cool people would talk to him. But yeah, he'd kind of just like appear and go, Yeah, Mark, and they'd be like, Take it. It's like, ah. And he just appeared everywhere. <laughs> this this movie has a lot to unpack, but yeah. not enough that I'm interested to unpack it, if that makes sense. I do think that bit was funny when that girl was calling him a wanker. Because as an Australian, we say wanker, <clears throat> we use wanker a lot. I'm not really sure if Americans say wanker that often. But it was the British one saying that, right? Yeah, I just think it's funny, like, in an American movie, because are people watching that, do they know what that is? Because, like, I don't know what a wanker is, but, like, I don't know, does does anyone else know what it is? I just think, <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it's just like, oh, she's British. But, like, I just think that yeah. that's, again, they're trying to reach for a lot of these jokes that, some of them land, but yeah. a lot of them don't. And I mean, it was sort of funny because then he was like, "You have an accent," and then, <laughs> and then he thinks she's French because then he goes, "We won't have tongue at the kissing booth, like because we're not French." And then he like looks at her and she's like, "I'm British, you wanker!" <laughs> like, oh my god! And I was like, "Ah, oh, yes, wanker! It's getting some airtime in this movie." So you have two connections to this film. Wanker and the fact that the douche guy is Australian. Not in the film, but the actor. <laughs> yes, is Australian. Yes. So you must know him, I guess. Oh, yeah, because we all, we all know each other. It's <laughs> like, you know, I know Chris Hemsworth, you know, Hugh Jackman. They come around for tea all the time. Nicole Kidman, like, you know, I know her. I've known her since birth. I don't want to put him in the category of them, so forget that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know Russell Crowe, but... Technically, he's from New Zealand. So is he really? I don't know that. He's one of those ones that we claim that we kind of go like, yeah, he's kind of, he's almost Australian. So we kind of <laughs> claimed him. That's it's like we try and do that with Crowded House, but they're the Finn brothers are very much no, we're from New Zealand. We're a New Zealand band. Stop trying to claim us, you Australian buggers. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy that we get a Crowded House reference on this episode. Ah, <laughs> oh, of course. Well, you know, we try and claim them, so we feel like we we feel like Crowded House belong to us, but sadly, they won't let us have them. <laughs> okay, <clears> so <throat> let's rate the kissing booth. What, All right. But what should we rate it on? Hmm. <sighs> I was trying to think of that because I was like, what is something about the movie? 
I was sort of thinking Easy Bake Ovens, maybe. I don't know. Let's do it. Something. Let's do it. All right. What is the what is the line again? The Easy Bake Oven line. Um, I think she goes like, "Easy Bake Oven is downstairs, bitch." <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so that random character, Easy Bake Oven reference. <clears throat> yeah, the one that tasted like Cheetos. Rude. Like, <laughs> don't talk about that, Noah. Don't be inconsiderate. Out of so out of Easy Bake Ovens, five yes. five being the best, five, one right. being the worst or zero i guess is the worst <clears throat> how would you rate <clears throat> the kissing booth um mm, i don't want to be harsh because like you know everyone showed up they made a movie effort was put in and you know it was kind of it was okay to watch like it's i wasn't sitting there going like uh i wish i was doing something else because it was still it was okay it wasn't like the worst movie i've ever seen i might give a <clears throat> Oh, I feel like three is a bit much. I might give it two and a half easy bake ovens out of five. Nice. That that's fair. I mean that that's <laughs> higher than me. Mm. <sighs> so, okay. So now mm. I feel really bad because I gave Cinderella's story, I think, a two. And I kinda mm. want I I don't I was gonna give this a two, but Cinderella's story was better than this. So Yeah. <laughs> I might retroactively make Cinderella story a 2.5 or a 3? I think yeah, I think a 3 is probably good. I think my letterboxed rating of Cinderella story, I think it's 4. I think I went I think I went a bit high, but Well, you said you liked the movie, I can't, you know. I did. I think 3. I think 3 is fair. So I guess it would be lower than that. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I'm going to give this two easy bake ovens. Um, like you said, they made it. It's fairly popular yeah. with the demographic that they made it for. It is. Like, it's succeeding in terms of that. Like, you know, it's hitting its markers on that, I guess. So so <clears throat> it served its purpose, yeah. Uh, the lead is, yeah. I think the lead does a good job. And, and um, Lee, to yeah. the friend as well, you know, they do a good job. It's just, I, I can't get over this writing and this, like, how much of a dick Noah is in 2018 and we're supposed to find him charming. Yeah. I think it just kind of, I suppose, cause if you're writing it like as a teen girl and for some reason being, having been a teen girl myself, <laughs> movies and books and everything love to kind of ram the idea of like the bad boy being great. Yeah. But they try and like convince us of that all the time. <laughs> but then like, I was never, even when I was a teen, I was more kind of like the example of like watching Gilmore Girls. I was not a fan of Jess at mm. all because I was like, but I mean, now that I watch it, I'm kind of like, mm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Jess is actually all right. And Dean was kind of a schlub. So oh, yeah. at the time I was like, I was very anti Jess because I was like, no, he's just like the bad boy and he's just like a dick and he's just coming in thinking he can take over. But so I kind of always had that attitude to the bad boy thing, especially as an adult now, I'm like, I have no time for that. <laughs> no time for bad boys. Cause like, whatever you're not understood. You're actually just, you're just a dick. So yeah, but it's kind of like, they're always trying to convince us for some reason that that's like the valid option. So I suppose if you're a teenage girl and you're writing that, that would be the one you'd be writing. Probably if I was like an adult and I was writing it, you'd probably, she'd end up with someone a bit more likely. Though I'm glad they never went there with this movie. I'm glad they kept it very much. They were just best friends the whole time, and that was it. Yeah, that was fine. I didn't need that angle. Like the, but I just... You know, proving when Harry met Sally wrong, and that, you know, men and women, they can be friends. <laughs> Good. Because they, they stayed friends in this whole movie. So I was happy with that. But yeah, and you know, as sort of an adult, if I knew like a younger girl, I'd be kind of like, mm, no, go for like the other type of guy. Don't fall for the like bad boy thing. Especially this guy's not like a this guy's not like a bad boy with a good heart. This is he's just a bad boy. No, he's kind of just like a aggro and beats everyone up. Like he's oh. and like has apparently is going to counselling for it. Like he's not just he's not just like a bit aggressive. He kind of yeah is is really aggressive. This is a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so teen girls, if you're listening, don't go for the bad boy. Go for just you know. The regular guy. Yeah, don't go for the violent, sexist <clears throat> person who says yeah. that that you know you uh like yeah. 
Yeah. You, you were asking for it by wearing a provocative Never outfit. Never that right. If a guy ever says that, just, you know, walk away. Or just, like, you know, put the palm of your hand on their forehead and, like, push the back of it and then keep going. <laughs> and But also <clears throat> don't go for the guys that go, oh, I'm a nice guy, but no one wants to go out with me. Don't go out with them either because they're not nice. <laughs> they just think they're nice. Go for just the guys that they don't say that you're asking for it, but they also don't go... Stop friend zoning me. I'm a nice guy. No, the friend don't go, zone. Just, just go for the guys that just don't talk about any stuff like that. Just the nice ones that are respectful to you as a person and a woman. So that's that's my takeaway for the teens that are now going to listen to this podcast because we've done the kissing booth. Maybe. I mean, you never know. This might bring in the uh, teen audience. They're probably going to sh- shut it might. off very fast because they're going to be, you're ruining my movie. Sorry. Oh, my childhood. Oh. That's what we do here. That's what we do. That's we what we do. We are harsh. We're honest. Like, we're just honestly judging the film. <laughs> I mean, probably if I'd grown up with this film, maybe I would have liked it a bit more, but... Yeah, it's hard to go back. See, like, there's certain films I could watch um, now and, and understand, like, why they're good. And like I said, it's hard for me yeah. to go back and see myself <clears throat> as a teenager and being, like, you know, in, yeah. in, in that kind of lens. So, uh, sorry, sorry, Kissing Booth fans. We didn't give it our best Sorry, ratings. everyone. It's it's all right, but, <clears throat> you know, there'll be better, there's been better teen movies discussed on this podcast already, and there'll be better ones discussed yeah. in the future. Teenagers, if you're listening, take some of the recommendations. Keep listening to the show yeah. because you're going to see some awesome films. By the way, apparently they're making a, se- a sequel of this film because it's done so well. I don't know where it's oh. going to go with that, so whatever. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I don't, I don't really know where that could go. Maybe they'll be in Boston. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it'll have Chris Evans in it. Maybe, you know, then I'd watch it. But <laughs> if not... If not Sorry, Kissing Booth 2. Another Kissing Booth. I'm going to watch something else. I'm going to watch that Sierra Burgess is a loser. I want to watch that instead. Because <laughs> that looks good. But... That's on the list, too. So, yeah. thank you so much, Shawnee, for coming on. Um, where can people follow you and find you? and if you, um, if, you want, if you want them to. Well, I'm not really. I don't really have, like, a massive presence anywhere. But I guess if people want dorky gifts of movies that I watch on twitter um you can just follow me at just at shawnee mead um i mean this podcast follows me so if you just want to look at people that this podcast is following on twitter someone called called shawnee mead that's me so <laughs> just just find me there i mean i'm often badgering brian with random replies to all of his tweets so just check me out which check i out do in the comments. <laughs> Because I'm I'm there I'm there often. So just find me in the comments, badgering Brian with gifts of stuff. <laughs> Keep doing it. You you elevated the whole class's grade by your participation, so bravo. Oh well, yay. I you know, I was an A plus student at school, so not surprising. So again, yeah, thanks. It's in my part. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. Um we'll have you no, on thank again you. for sure. <clears throat> Well, that would be really good. Hopefully about, you know, maybe I'll have to send you a list or something because there's some teen movies that, you know, I love and I've seen a lot that I could, you know, I'd probably give them a higher rating. (laughs) Some more positive vibes about that. So, yeah. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. Big thank you to Shawnee. She was great. We'll definitely have her on again. I, I love her take on things. She's definitely like a huge film buff and a huge high school film buff, which I love. I love on this podcast, obviously. Oh, by the way, that Crowded House song that I played the clip of, that is my brother's least favorite song. Like, if that song plays anywhere, he'll, he'll like, grab his head and just... He'll just be very upset. <laughs> uh, so your homework for next week, your summer school homework, is to watch The Kissing Booth again. Because next week we'll be doing part three... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> There's no part three of The Kissing Booth. I promise you are done with The Kissing Booth if you so choose. No, no, no. Next week, we'll one, get John Cusack to unblock us on Twitter. And two, watch the film Orange County. My name is Sean Brumder, and I live in California in a place called Orange County. I was just another Orange County surfer, carving waves, playing volleyball. 
but there's more to life than extreme sports and partying. I want to be a writer. A writer? What do you have to write about? You're not oppressed, you're not gay. I don't know if Orange County is the best environment for an aspiring writer. Let's talk graduation speakers' ideas. Toni Morrison, she won the Nobel Prize. Dana, didn't you say you have a cousin who's friends with Britney Spears? I'm applying to Stanford. I didn't get in. I don't understand. You're overreacting, man. Looks here like your SATs combined are 940. No, I had a 1520. That's Shane Brainerd's transcript. And you are? Sean Brumder. Hmm. You sent in the wrong transcript? Adjective. I didn't get into college and check me out. Just gonna have to go somewhere closer to home. That's all. Let's get lit and go jump off the roof of my house. I gotta get out of here. I should go up to Stanford. If I talk with the dean of admissions, he's gotta let me in. I can get you there in three hours. You're getting into Stanford, buddy. I know it! Oh, my God! <laughs> you stay here. I'll be back in 15 minutes with the dean's address. Uh, hey, cutie. Born to be this is an excellent transcript. Let's go to your office, and you can add my name to the acceptance list. I really appreciate this. That's okay. You gave the dean what? Because I feel like I've known you forever. Colin Hanks. He's passed out. He's not going to wake up. Skylar Fisk. Oh, but he's so sweet. And Jack Black. When I was little, I was a total pyro. You want to tell me what happened here? She started it, all right? Because she was like, I hate my job. I'm going to burn this mother down. He said it was electrical fire. It was. It was electrical. Orange County. And as mentioned earlier, our guest next week will be the foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried. So don't forget to like us on Twitter, or follow us on Twitter, I guess. Yeah, you follow on Twitter, you like on Facebook, I think you follow on Instagram, you do something on Instagram. Um, and listen to this show on iTunes, give us a five-star review. We like the five-star reviews because we think we do a pretty good job here. Well, at least that's what we tell ourselves to help us sleep at night and help us justify all those hours of editing. I love you guys, so it's a it's a labor of love. So, um, yeah, where, where, was, where was I? Twitter, Facebook, not MySpace. Hmm. Oh, you can also watch the show, or watch the show, Jesus. You can also listen to the show on cageclub.me, but like Stitcher and... What's the other one? Google Play or some other app that gets podcasts that I've never heard of. You'll find us. Just Google us, seriously. And I want to hear from you guys. Did you see The Kissing Booth? Is there anyone out there who listens to my show and also likes The Kissing Booth? Let me know. Oh, oh! before I forget, also listen to the other shows on Cage Club. We have a lot of great shows on the network and new shows coming out. Sometimes you hear the guests as guests on this show, and I'm sure you realize that they're funny and they're smart people, and I love them. So cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me. So I leave you with Young MC. Well, if that's the version that plays in this film, the version that plays on this podcast will be the Young MC version of Bust a Move. Later, dudes. a champ for all the fellas try to do what those ladies tell us get shot down cause you're overzealous play hard to get females get jealous okay smarty go to a party girls are scantily clad and showing body a chick walks by you wish she could sex her but you're standing on the wall like you was poindexter next day's function high class luncheon food is served in your stone cold munchin music comes on people start to dance but then you ate so much you nearly split your pants a girl starts walking guys start gawking sits down next to you and starts talking says she wanna dance cause she likes to groove so come on, fat so and just bust the move. Just bust the move. Someone could cure your lonely condition Looking for love in all the wrong places No fine girls, just ugly faces From frustration, first inclination Is to become a monk and leave the situation But every dark tunnel has a lighter hope So don't hang yourself with a celibate rope New movies showing, 
so you're going. Could care less about the five you're blowing. Theater gets dark just to start the show. Then you spot a fine woman sitting in your row. She's dressed in the yellow. She says, hello. Come sit next to me, you fine fellow. You run over there without a second to lose. And what comes next? Hey, bust the move. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.